0: Hello, welcome to Boss Women, a podcast about women, comedy and business. My name's Katie. And I'm Karen. <laughs> so, we've just had the family round for a barbecue, haven't we? <laughs> yes, we have, uh, because the weather is... Unbelievably warm, and it's Scotland, and, <laughs> and we're, in Edinburgh, we're not used—we're not used to heat. No, exactly. So, what have we been up to this week, Mum? We've been to the museum. We've had oh yeah, there was the, the there was the launch of Rip It Up, the yeah. Scottish history of Scottish pop music exhibition Which that we went to. Absolutely brilliant. So good. And I caught up with the lovely Claire Grogan who. um was the front singer of Altered Images way back in the day. And she did a play at the Gilda Balloon in the 90s, um, a two-hander. And she's a good actress and I love her to bits. And I said to her, bring a show next year. And she said, find me a play and I will. So I'm on the hunt for a play for Claire Claire Groby. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. I had a lovely weekend at the basement with the gorgeous Jay Lafferty. Scott Gibson, Chris Betts, we had a nice time. Mm-hmm. Did the audience have a nice time, which is more important? Yes, of course. The audience did have a nice time. They were a small audience, but they were lovely. I was at the premiere of the film festival. You were? The party was at TV at all places. Oh, yeah. So I went with Pete Irvin and we had a meal after the film instead of going to the party TV, to the party because... I heard the party was great. I should have gone, but yeah. I wasn't invited. <laughs> I'm sure we could have arranged it, Katie Next time we next will make time. sure And anyway, next time it will be in the museum again Yeah, exactly um, So, so We're excited to be um, Talking to the museum about another five years there Which will be great Yeah, I'm really pleased about that So, so you're about to go off on holiday for two weeks next week not uh, quite two weeks, actually. Just less than two weeks. That's correct. But you deserve some downtime. So you're going to go and do that to But I will be on the phone with you every single day. Yes, you will be because I'll be like, what are you up to today? I wish I was there. I know, but I will also be guiding you through the time what the that fuck I'm supposed <laughs> to be doing. Uh, you were reading the Scotland on Sunday or something, or was it the Observer? I don't know what you were reading. Observer. But it was about... Guys, I read the Observer. Uh, entre- <laughs> entrepreneurship and how um, you have got to have a positive mindset. Right then, this week I want to start with a question about business <laughs> disasters you've had a fair many uh, i thought you'd wanted everything to be upbeat yeah well it, business disasters is not upbeat yeah I, you, know, I can tell you that. i want to talk about the positive endings of those disasters how the heck you coped with them because you've been through a lot you've been through some pretty significant difficult times I have. uh over the years and i want to pick your brain about those times and how the hell you got through them? Because I remember four years ago, or just when I first started uh, in the company, I walked into the office in the morning and ten laptops has, had been stolen from our offices, and all the staff were just like, "Oh my god, what do we do?" And I was like, um, <laughs> "I don't know." Um, uh, call the police is what yeah, you do. We, we did call the police, and uh, but that's like um. I mean, in the grand scale of what you've been through, that's quite minor. But it's still a mass. It has a massive financial implication, and your staff can't work for a day. You know, it's it's. Yes, it's a minor disaster, but not only that. Just stupid things like, um, of course, they looked through all the drawers and they found a cash box, yeah. and in the cash box was a card two with, credit a pin, cards. with the pin number next to them, which. I know No, but that That was It's stupid things like that um, About that, that didn't happen four years ago That happened more recently than that It was Because it was five or six years ago That we we got hacked Yeah, so if it, Yeah, maybe it was three years ago or something Yeah um, but Because That certainly ta- taught me about The hacking was thing. Incident was A nightmare um, it was a nightmare because, um, well, we were hacked and um, my accounts manager believed the hacker to be me and that hacker was asking for money to be transferred for production purposes. No, I, I was, think it was sponsorship. That's what was scary about it, is that the, the, whoever this person was had copied the way that you write emails. Like They were to the point, you know, you always press enter at weird points in your emails and they had copied the... The style of your emails, and then said that it was Guardian sponsorship transfer seven grand or whatever it was, and he just did it, and that was uh, apps, and that was three different emails or something, wasn't it? It was three different yeah. transactions, wasn't We got twenty five thousand taken, which was just awful, uh, because and that was it just was before the fringe as well. It was around the time. time of- well. Um, yeah, about three, four weeks before the festival, yes. and it was all the money we had to get to the festival. And thank God for the bank, because the bank supported us to get through um, to the festival. Yeah. Um, we managed to get 8,000 of it back. Um, uh, f- 8,000 of 20, what did you say, 23? Mm, 25. Um, and that was uh, from Barclays, because they hadn't taken out all the. They hadn't. Um, they hadn't taken all their the money when the money was transferred to Barclays. They hadn't emptied the account. All the other accounts were emptied, and Barclays made me sign uh, to say, "This is all you're getting." Really? <laughs> yeah. That that was their responsibility over and of course they also got so So they they only ever paid a third of it or whatever it was and that was all they were and they also got my bank details and my bank account and the the hackers you're talking about yeah, and um, they started a spending spree on my bank account but that luckily the the banks all guaranteed and gave me it back which was fine they spotted it Uh well I spotted it I think anyway, uh, it wasn't a very nice time but, you know, that is not the worst thing, the worst I mean, over the years when I first other... when I first um, when I left my full time employment mm-hmm. to run Gilda Balloon full time yeah. and I was running the Counting House yeah. uh, it was in 1991 mm-hmm. Um when you start a venue, there's always money that it just disappears, rolls over and rolls over. You know, you have to spend so much money on, you know, the plumber or the, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, And it just spiralled out of control, as everything does, and um, within a year, I it's that thing where you can't pay the staff or you can't mm-hmm. pay the brewer or you it's can't. It's horrible, pay the, yeah. So I mean there's one strong thing in business that you must always pay your staff yeah. and always pay your suppliers. Mm-hmm. These two, and in our case, are performers. Yeah, certainly. These are the the first things. Everything else you can, as long as you face up to it, and speak to the people. Don't... If you bury your head in the sand, it'll only get worse. Yeah, exactly. So... You've always been really honest about stuff like that, haven't you? You have to be, because if you don't... I mean, I always pay my debts. It's one thing I'll say, but sometimes it gets so heavy that you can't... The burden, you know, but I'm a great... The other thing that it said that you you read in that article was that um, they didn't know... uh, pessimistic entrepreneur they're always optimistic optimistic. and I never ever thought I was optimistic until reasonably recently because I've had so many down times and and I've always thought I'm down and I went to counselling in fact for about 16 years Mm -hmm. and the counselling was the best thing I would never have stopped going because it was once a week that I could just talk well, not just talk, but discover things about myself. Reflect, basically. Anyway, Your in the own. 90s, I was desperately looking for um, different premises because we could not get a full-time licence. Every time Why? we did anything throughout the year, I had to apply for an a occasional, occasional licence. So, Why? Because the building could not get its own licence. You know, the doors weren't wide enough. for The fire exits. Just everything was wrong with it. Mm. Uh, And we got some fun, a little bit of funding. We applied for lottery funding and um, didn't get it. We were... Who got it in front of us was um, the Arches in Glasgow. And we were second in that. And it was so close. No, it's not great. I know, but the arches is incredible. And and what is sad about the arches is it's now closed. You know, if and and that that the the lottery funding was to apply to upgrade the building in the cowgate. You what you would spend money on the current building rather than finding other Well or finding but that was No no, (laughs) the the actual lottery funding the, the next Funding process was to find somewhere else because. Oh right, again, okay. because but you didn't get the lottery funding. Yeah, yeah. I see, so the nineties, if you like, a lot of my time was spent um, looking at premises, talking to architects, mm-hmm. uh, having uh, meetings with funders, yeah. and um, in fact, I realise now that I don't know why I've been so neglectful. But in those days, I asked um, Joe Brand and Bill Bailey if they would be our uh, patrons, patrons, and they are, and we've never done anything about (laughs) it. So I really think we should do something. I don't even know what that means, What patron. Well, the patron just means the supporter of us. But not financially or anything, it's just... No, no. No, no, not at all. Yeah. But a patron just means that they're... Like, Irvin Welsh is a patron of Lee Theatre, I think, maybe. He's a supporter and vocal Uh about it because he's a public figure and he can use his voice to benefit you, basically. Uh And both... I asked them all these years ago and they were happy to do it, so I should really remind them of the fact and maybe we should do something about it. Well, I mean that's use it. I mean that's still the dream for me is to find a year round premises and I strongly believe that we could we could crowdfund it to you know, if we find a building that we uh could go into then we would need to do some fundraising to have enough money to do it up or whatever and make it into a proper venue. But I do think that There's enough supporters of the Go To Balloon and of you that we could do that, and that's where they would potentially come in. Yes, indeed. Well, that's right. However, we are in the basement of the Rose Theatre at the moment, all year round, and you know it's it's doing fine. Yeah, it's not doing brilliantly, but it's it's hard. It's It's, but even with all the reputation that the Go To Balloon has for a programme and everything, we're still struggling to get people out of of their houses in Edinburgh on a Friday and Saturday night and that's scary but and I'd still believe that there's demand for it that people are going to see live comedy and I, we need to help be part of that movement where we keep live entertainment alive. Live t- entertainment alive? Yes. <laughs> no, I agree with you. Because in there's London, everyone like complains about it. It's dying out and it's struggling and... I don't think that's necessarily the case in a lot of the bigger cities in Scotland, but we do need to be part of a movement that keeps it going. Yes, there's nothing like live theatre. Yeah, no, I. that's why we're doing this job, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, on to your biggest disaster, business disaster so far. Which was? In December on, on December the 7th, 2002. Yeah, um, the Gilda balloon went on fire. <laughs> went up, ferocious went went up in Ferocious flames, smoke. Um, it was. It was. Um, it was actually started very small, and you know there was no worries about it. And I actually was through in Kirkcaldy because uh, Susan, my daughter-in-law, and Christian. Hospital because Susan was having her second child. She had her in the morning of that day. That's correct. So you were seeing them. So I was going over to meet my second grandchild, and on the way back, someone phoned. In fact, it wasn't someone, it was Tony and um, Tony Davey oh. phoned me. Oh, because Tony Davey was um, working. He was my general manager, yeah. and he was working in the Gilded Saloon, and uh, being the bar downstairs in the the bar downstairs. And he phoned me to say, um, "Oh, it's you know, just a little, little fire started, and there's ambulances. Um, they've, they've told us to come out. There's ambulances or fire not? Amb- ambulances. <laughs> fire engines. Did I see ambulances? There was four fire engines at the time, and they were." told to evacuate the building but it's fine, they're dealing with it, it's no problem and I went, oh my god there's still quite a lot for well, it ended up, there was about 12 of them I no, think, yeah, yeah. but it started with about 4 and I went oh. and then um, the phone just rang off the hook you know, the newspapers were phoning me and I got back here to the house and um, I went up to the, your old bedroom, actually, look at, which overlooks the whole of Edinburgh, yeah. and there was a huge red glow above really? the whole of the city. Yeah, a real red glow. Oh, my and God, I didn't know it, that. It was... The, it turned out to be the biggest old-town fire in living memory. Mm-hmm. And it burned for two or three days. Yeah. Um, so we never got back in, and... Um, I when was mentioning did, Pete Irvin sorry. Uh, he texted me at half past two in the morning and he had been um, in a pub or something somewhere mm-hmm. close by and he and he texted me and said I'm watching your office burn oh, oh my god because the people were going to have a look yeah. and I just couldn't bear well that's to, what I was going to ask you I couldn't go up did you not go at all not while it was burning no yeah. But the next. Um, what about your staff? Up, like, was Tony there? Or did Tony leave straight away, or how did it work? He was there, uh, Tony or her, and We were actually doing the ice rink at the time, and yeah, I was down at the ice rink. Where were you? Yeah, I how old were you? Twelve. What? What? I know. I was fourteen. Right. And I got a phone call from you saying, "Oh, there's been a wee fire at the office." And I'm just dealing with it, and I was like, oh, right, okay, see you later. <laughs> and um, Honestly, from my experience of that fire, uh, I got that phone call from you, and I didn't see you for three days afterwards, and I tried to... I was came back to the house, whatever, and came up to your bedroom, and you were just like, I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine, and wouldn't let me in your room, and I just didn't see you for three days. I wouldn't days. let you in my room? No, I, you just closed yourself into your room, and I didn't feel like I could go in and oh I was sorry I know, you about just, that no you would have to apologise you were just in a it was horrible for you no um, but I um didn't know what to do I went I was up there the next day well Fraser Smith um yes because that was the Saturday and it was the Sunday all the newspapers uh, wanted on mm-hmm. and Sky News and I was interviewed on Sky News and there was the Lord Provost and uh Somebody else in me being interviewed by Sky News. Um, Fraser Smith was your press, yeah, head he, of press. Yeah, he summoned me, said, Get up here, you're, you're going to have to talk to all these people. So I did all that. And um, because that our, there was. There and that was, was the first time that you saw it? Yeah. Um, there was. Uh, but I was actually allowed down, but I wasn't allowed in the building. Mm-hmm. So everything that was in there lost, mm. you know we, we because A, there was asbestos and B, by the fourth day Because it um, burnt for that long, did it? Yeah um, The wall collapsed and the, the whole building caved, caved in on, in. It, in it on itself. You so know, that's so, why you weren't allowed in. Yeah. So it actually stood for a while because there was looters as well that Really? They, they went in and took all the cash but you know, our oh bills my and everything. Oh God, are you serious? No, I know. And the, and there was security there and they still we still got, got in. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. Oh my god, what absolute it was arsehole. awful. hmm Um and so it was just awful and talking to the press and everything, you know. Yeah, was, how was that? I mean to just tell me about the time when you've so so the next day so you find out that on the Saturday when you on your way home and then you went to you came home and then the next day Fraser was like you have to come and talk to the press mm-hmm. and what was it like when you first saw it Well it wasn't it was could you see anything or not Not really no it, the the frontage was still there yeah but um and of course I thought I'll just go in yeah <laughs> <laughs> Let me in, but yeah. I wasn't allowed. Nobody would let me in, so that was incredibly frustrating. Because, but, but by the time you saw it, there wasn't flames everywhere, obviously. Like no, that. no, you didn't. But it was still burning, it, or it, it wasn't? was smoking, I think. Yeah. But I have to say, Tony Hearn was the guy who led the fire, the fire people through the building. I mean, he opened the door between uh, our building and um, the, the bar. No, yeah, the Bellinger? No, the bar next door. Not the Bellinger's. The original lounge, whatever that yes, was. Yes, yes. And um, that just... Because it just brought the whole fire together, really. Mm-hmm. Because it started in the building next door. It didn't start in our... Really? Yeah. So there was a lot of businesses that lost their... Mm-hmm. Everything. Everything, yeah. Uh, and also, there was a lot of because it used to be the three six nine gallery, and we there was a place called the black hole, mm-hmm. and the black hole was where um, they kept a lot of old paintings. What, like expensive, valuable? Well, paintings? I don't know if they were expensive or valuable, but certainly there was a lot of painters' work yeah. that was in this black hole, and wow. all of that went up in flames, which yeah, yeah. is awful. Awful, yeah. Um, is there anything that was in that building that you particularly? I mean, obviously, the whole thing—everything, all the memorabilia we, and all the posters yeah. and everything. Yeah, but you know, I mean, I, I can talk about it now without too much, because you know, it doesn't matter. Nobody lost their lives, you know. Yeah, it's no. not Yeah, of it's, It material things are not mm-hmm. that important, but we got we got messages from all over the world. Yeah, and because uh, it went incredible. it went viral. Well, it wasn't viral then, was it? But it was on all the news reports mm-hmm. and everything, so we got so many messages Letters, and, and emails. Yeah, yeah, uh, Which was very supportive. And um, my staff decided to do a fundraising and they did a benefit. big benefit show down in London and then one in Edinburgh, which was great. Which, Called Gutted. Uh-huh, which um, Eddie Izzard and Joe Brand and Everyone Bill Bailey and on. all these people did, which was so good of them, mm-hmm. you know. So it was awful and we had no home and uh, um, we shacked up in assembly offices for a while. Mm-hmm. How long were you there for? On uh, George Street? Yeah. Um, not that long. Um, well, when I, it happened in the December and, and we were there till about the March. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we got the premises we were in for another 17 years. That's... That's a cycle, isn't it? Yeah, it was 17 years uh, we were in the Cowgate. Yeah. And then the the place in just down from the Playhouse, above, Greenside the, the Above place, the Playhouse, yeah. We were there for 17 years, yeah. and now we're in Leith. Mm, now we're down in the shore. Yeah, and we're not, not going to... There's not going to be any fires down there. Or no, there is else. not. So I guess the question is for... About all this is how hell do you cope with that kind of business disaster? I mean, that is all. If I mean that, especially back then as well, not it, not as much was digital. I mean, probably a lot of it was digital, but there wasn't as much that was digital then. So a lot of it was in folders, and you were just starting from scratch again. I mean, how yeah. Do you I even mean, start it's really hard it? to to talk to all of you. The new staff that come along about using telephones and because mm-hmm. what we did was uh, we used telephones all the time to yeah. to book performers and it wasn't all done by email or yeah, on email you know, and. I mean I spent most of my time on, on the phone yeah. that's why, I've got, that's a, why really I've got slits in your ears from holding the phone against your ear <laughs> with my earring have a heaven. giant <laughs> ear stud. you're a giant earring stone yeah that's right um, it was telephone and meetings mm-hmm. and uh, yeah there was emails but not in fact was there emails? yes there was emails then but um, there was no... You didn't use them for everything, I guess, uh-huh. yeah. No Facebook and no... <laughs> None of that. Social nonsense. media and... Yeah. Anyway, yeah. how did you cope is the question. Um, I think I coped like I coped with all these I things. mean, I guess what you should talk about is like things like insurance and everything because everyone probably assumes that you had, that you claimed back loads of insurance so you, so you got a big pair and then you were fine. No, but I didn't. That wasn't. that wasn't the case. We... We didn't own the building. Yeah, you were so so we were renting it. Yeah, so we only got um, contents insurance, Mm -hmm. and uh, I don't even know if we got loss of business because our business is mainly in the festival. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so So it didn't count. Yeah, Uh, I mean we did have the bar, of course, uh, the Gilded Saloon. Um, So we might have got a little bit there But that's why um, the the staff doing the benefit was fantastic And we created a new company called Gilded Balloon Futures Limited Which was a charitable status to help us either apply for funding Or support new work that we wanted to do and Mm -hmm. all that kind of thing um, and we actually did raise some funds for um, one of the artists who lost all his work. He lost his his whole, because um, there were studios on the top floor. Yeah. Painter, painter studios. Yeah, I remember. Uh huh. So um, we gave them some money from the benefit. Yeah. Um. So talking about it, it's it's seems so long ago now. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean there's I'm a great believer in you know what that fate yeah. you know what, uh, meant has, to be meant to yeah. be Yeah. And um What will be will be. Jesus. Well, that kind that of saying, thing. Right. Yeah. Because um in two thousand in in just going into the two thousands, um the Cowgate um the Gilded Balloon in the Cowgate was great and we Made things much safer and happier down there, and you know that we had a good crowds of people coming down, that the three sisters had opened, and it was getting a bit wilder at night, yeah. and um, the guy who t- had taken over where we had late in life, he was a big um, night he was, he was creating a nightclub, mm-hmm. and he was using our premises as well during on a Friday and Saturday during the year. Yeah, and it was just changing. You know, the whole yeah. feel of the place was yeah. changing. And I think um, somebody was run over or something in the cowgate, really? and they, and they yeah, they changed that they weren't going to have people driving along there at, after a certain time of night. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of fate that we in 2001 we got Teviot which is up in Bristol Square where yeah. we are now and um, Teviot was really hard to start yeah. now if I hadn't have had Teviot in the festival 2001 and yeah. 2002 and the fire happened in, the, in December. December of 2002 then the Gilda Balloon would have been finished would have folded, it um, would have been yeah. over Yeah. so that was lucky, but leaving the Cowgate was a huge wrench because yeah, the Cowg- the Cowgate had been such great years. Did you leave? Because you know how you had backstage where the mash house is mm-hmm. now. Did you leave that as well? Yeah, oh, that's it really. Yeah. Just because you didn't think you could make no. it work. Yeah, no. that's sad. And I remember. I I have to say I remember it so well. The building of the Cowgate. Remember the steps going up. Uh, you would walk in, the bar was on your left and the box office and the press office or something was on your right. And then you would go down the corridor and there was posters plastered all over the wall. And then you'd go up the steps and all the steps were so worn. Yeah. Like, there was there was white tape on them, but all the tape had disappeared and it was only on the edges. Yeah. And you'd go up and I remember your bright yellow offices on that floor. And then that changed and you... Went didn't. to the top floor. Went, so and then the studio was on the left, and if you went through the studio and up the stairs, you'd come into this like room filled with pigeons, and it was like this terrifying and that was, back room up the top. That was that I always thought would have made it a fabulous apartment. Yeah, yeah, it We'd, would be amazing. And that it was, was terrifying. That yeah. was we weren't allowed to use that room because it, and and actually. Being in in the cowgate in that building, I always thought it was a tinderbox, you know, it was waiting to go. Because, was waiting to because from the studio up those stairs these dark stairs, back yeah. Um they, that was all wood. Yeah. It was all wooden. Yeah, yeah. And remember. you know, it was it, and it's one of the reasons we couldn't get a license is because you know yeah, the whole, all the access and stuff was but the in through the back there you could come out at the Belongel Yeah. Um, yeah so th- if you didn't go up those big yeah rickety stairs then you could go straight ahead ish basically and you would get into the La jail, Yeah, That's well hard, you, to it? the courtyard of yeah. the Belongel Yeah. And um the Doug Antony All Stars, um Paul McDermott was who's the singer, mm-hmm. uh, well they were all singers, but yeah. he's a, was the guy in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, he painted he did a lot of Uh, graffiti artist he He did big skulls and everything all the way around the back there I took photographs of them and I can't find them now because obviously it's all been yeah yeah pulled away and then you moved up to the top floor in your or the next the second Mm -hmm, floor mm -hmm. uh, and you had these big blue offices and Mm -hmm. you had this mad private office on the left with Perspex windows, and then the accountant was next to you, mm-hmm. and you used to scream through at the staff and be like, "Come through here now!" and I would just sit there in the <laughs> officers watching. <laughs> They're beautiful officers, those ones upstairs. And, and then, were- but then if so, your offices were left, and if you went right, then was that all not the all studios? artist studios? Yeah. yeah, and I used to just go and wander and peep my head into people's mm-hmm. studios and yeah. see what they were up to. That's right. I mean, it was a hive of activity. But and and then so if you kept going down that corridor. You could actually go onto the bridge. The bridge, yeah. Um, which was under the bridges. Yeah. It was um, fabulous. Under George IV Bridge. Yeah. Yeah. A fabulous room. In fact, that room is still there, but nobody's allowed in it. Really? Yeah, because the bridge is still there, isn't it? Yeah, I know, but I didn't know that the. I assumed that the thing underneath it had well, no, died in it, its horse. Yeah, well, it has died. Yeah. But, but it's, it's not anything to do with the ibis or anything that's there, not No Hmm. I don't know actually I mean maybe they own it but they don't do anything with it No you can't, nobody's allowed in it anyway Mm. Creepy Anyway so the fire happened And they actually rebuilt it didn't they But it took them a long, long time Yeah and we spoke to the council And we spoke to so many different people And the people who actually bought the land uh, Trying to get the guild We tried to get the Guild of Balloon back there Yeah Um, But for some reason none of them were interested until they built and then they came to me and said um yeah we'd really like you back there and I'm saying well and all the rooms are unusable well, they're really badly put together with no foresight uh, about what they were going to be used for no and and consequently nobody has taken it mhm yeah i know it's lying empty which yes. is so i mean it's good that la Belle angela managed to open up again. Well, I don't know if they were ever closed, but they they're yes, back. They were. And don't know how. they long just they were got closed a for. shell back, yeah. That's yeah. good that they are now open and doing stuff, but yeah, that the actual building that you were in is just empty and the ibis is on top of it. Mm-hmm. It's very it's sad. It's just it's it's tragic actually and it's also shows that the planning of such things wasn't really it wasn't planned well. I mean, it's okay to have another hotel. I'm sure everyone needs yeah. it. But yeah. To think about the Cowgate, I mean, it was the heart of the old town. In 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 when the Gilda balloon was up in its heyday in yeah. the 90s, you know, it was fantastic. You know, mm-hmm. and it's just so sad that it's gone to nothing, and it's not, you know, nobody has done anything with it. Yeah. And we've not been able to find any any replacement no no it's a shame however we're still in business that's the thing exactly and, and, and that the, is a good that's a blessing isn't it to still be and in the, operation and the biggest lesson here is just get up and get on with it think of new things to well, do so tell me how do you think how many days did it take you to do that to get up and get on with it surely you did have a couple of days where you were just like don't know what to do, how am I going to get through this even when you were doing all those press interviews and stuff you were just like you must have taken a couple days to be like, how the hell am I supposed to do this Mm -hmm. well I I didn't know if we were going to survive I honestly did not know if we were going to survive or not and I guess you didn't know that the staff were planning to do this benefit and blah 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 so that's right so it's how long do you think it took? It takes as long as it takes. <laughs> I can't remember how long it took in that instance. It probably took. I mean, it, it's like each day as it comes. You yeah, know, you take yeah. each day and you you think about things to do and you contact people and you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of what I've done over the years has been very f- filled with frustration. Yeah, because. A, there's never been enough money, or B, you know, there's always something. And so I am I would say now I'm much more optimistic than I've ever been. Mm-hmm. On the surface, everybody thinks Gilda Balloon is successful, and, and the name is incredibly yeah, successful. Yeah, the reputation is. Which yeah. is fantastic, and that's to do with the way we are. You know, we are friendly and, you know, try and support and help people. And, yeah. And, um you know that's as it will always be, mm. but financially it's a different story.' It's it's a struggle. very different it's story a struggle yeah so the, your your message is positivity, onwards and upwards, always and always uh, so you think that after that after the fire, you just took it one day at a time, and each day you tried to do something, yeah to pick yourself and, up. and you know the people you work with. I've always had really good um, support, you know, I've always yeah. had a very good... They've all been very passionate about Yeah. what you are about and what the Guild is about. I mean, I've always had a board that are mm-hmm. um, supportive and the board being um, not, they're not financially liable, yeah. they are just... They're advisory. Advisory board. Have which, you always had a board then?
1: Or um, was it since
0: the fire that you had one? You know, I had a board before that. Did you? Which, um, and that was for Gilded Balloon Limited, mm-hmm. which ceased trading. Yeah. yeah. Um, a few companies you've had have ceased trading, eh? That's correct. Um, I've also had a company that actually was sequestrated. What the hell does that mean? Uh, that means that somebody came after me and. Uh, oh. That was the ice rink I did down in Marble Arch. Yeah, yeah. And that was another time that was really, really hard. Mm -hmm. Because that's never happened to me before. I mean, personally, I... um, And there's been other times where the newspapers have been a bit negative about me. Oh, God, that's the biggest thing that Christian and I struggle with, is the negative. The trolling... You know, people trolling you, is just awful. Yeah, I... I just don't understand people why they... Why they feel like they need to do that or have the energy to do it. Yeah. And... Um, so that... upsetting. I mean, I can imagine... You can imagine these mega-famous people and even famous comics and stuff, the amount of trolls that they get is just mm-hmm. horrendous for them. But it's when... I mean, I... I just wonder, is it because I'm a woman in business that... Mm. Um, you know the newspapers have to write negatively you yeah know? Um, and it's like the people who read these things have decided that I'm like... not a nice person yeah and you're <laughs> not in it for the right reasons or whatever that's right yeah and well, none of these people know me you know so. I know I guess so you just need to take it on the chin well you have not. to you have to um, rise above it yeah yeah. And Which
1: I, is mean, hard. I, think, I
0: think you and I are very similar in that we take things personally, yeah, you know? Yeah, for sure. We are. Take it to heart, for sure.
1: Which um, is hard.
0: Mm-hmm. But we, since you've come along um, into the business, it's yeah. been very positive, I feel. Well, you've been incredibly positive because I think you've got a new outlook on it, I guess, and you trust me, uh, and you want to be positive for me so that I. That's why I, I feel driven to do it, and I, you know, I do struggle sometimes. But I do, f- I love it. So I, you know, I'm just figuring out how to do it and how to do it my own way. And it's that's and and your way is the right way now, Katie. That's the thing. Yeah, well, you- I'll tell you that when we're sitting opposite each other at the at our desks, eh? No, your way <laughs> is the right way. We'll see. We'll see about that. <laughs> No, I'm enjoying watching you do it. I love it when you're happy about it and I love it when you're really energetic and pushy. It does happen very often, does no, it? No, that's not true. It does. But when you're down, it really upsets me. I just think, oh God, what have I done to you? <laughs> it's <laughs> all know. my fault. I oh, know, but I'm enjoying it. I promise. You promise? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm happy now. You know that. You know that. I love it. But I am Do terrified. I know that you love it? I am terrified of these kind of big disasters Like, you know, that's, that's scary But I think, I guess it's that whole thing You learn from mistakes And you learn from these awful situations Well, it's like every day anything can happen Yeah No, it, the fire was awful for you And I don't know how you got through it But you're an inspiration for everything That has tried to beat you down And, and you've managed not to let it yeah, I'm going to try and find all these newspaper cuttings Articles about yeah. me saying, oh, the balloon bursts yeah, and yeah. All, all these kind of Terrifying. ridiculous things. Yeah. Um, anyway, what have you coming got coming up this week? Mum, you're going on holiday to Norway, aren't you? Yeah, I have to get up at four o'clock in the morning. To oh, boo. I know Who? to get a six o'clock flight. Um, and I'll be in Norway by half past eleven. Lovely. um, well I hope you have a nice rest for two weeks I will be on the phone to you every single day I mean, I will be calling you so I wouldn't worry about that I'll be like help you won't need my help I'm sure right that's it for this week hopefully we'll have a guest on next time we do one of these yeah that's the plan Yes, we're going to have a long summer of lots of lovely guests. Lots, lots of guests. Right. Okay. okay. Goodbye for now. Bye for now. Mama <laughs> <laughs> said <laughs> there'll be days like this. There'll be days like this. Mama said. Mama said.